Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Volume. It's the 3 and Out podcast presented by FanDuel. The sports calendar is packed, and there's no better place to get in on the action. Like FanDuel. There are so many sports to bet. NBA is coming down the home stretch. March Madness is here. You know we love those 12-5 upsets. The PGA Tour, kind of like Jordan Spieth this week. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. Jump into the action anytime during the game with live betting. Love a good live bet. Combine multiple bets for a same-game parlay. Love those two. Good payouts. Can't recommend it enough. So download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling help line ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. MA, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NY. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 533-42-ARIZONA. 1-888-789-77 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP. Louisiana, visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org. Maryland, 1-800-522-4700. Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net. West Virginia. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff. Three and Out podcast, a little weekend mailbag edition. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire up in those DMs. Uh, fire with your wife or girlfriend's DMs. If you don't have an Instagram, get some of those as well. Not because I want to talk to them. I get them from the guys that want to ask me a question. So my DMs on Instagram are wide open. Fire in them. Get your question answered here on the show. We do it every Sunday. Uh, a little content out there for the people. Hopefully you've had a good weekend. Enjoy watching March Madness, which is uh, obviously always fun. You don't even need to know the players, most of the coaches. It does not matter. It's a special event. There is nothing like in some of these big upsets, the, the just the joy of victory. And I mean, also the agony of defeat. Watching, the, it just looks like, these players on these high seeds that get KO'd look like they saw a ghost, you know? Uh, 16 beat a one again. It's just, it's incredible. It could just, what's cool is, listen, as someone that went to a D1AA athletic school uh, for football, obviously basketball, everyone's kind of D1. Cal Paul, I think we made the tournament one year, but like, think how impossible it would be in football to have happen 
what happens in the NCAA tournament. Now, it's not apples to apples, but the equivalent of a 16-1 would be like Cal Poly playing Alabama or Michigan in football. They would get mollywopped. I mean, they would get they would get abused. They would get hurt. I mean, it would it, it wouldn't even be fair. Now, I know sometimes they play a patsy game like that, but I'm talking in the tournament when the game, you know, it'd be like a playoff game. They would get murdered. And what's cool about basketball, unlike football, is if you're just I, I got the I'm recording this a little later on Saturday night, UCLA Northwestern. You know, you can take some of these games. And if you remove the jerseys and you didn't know who you're watching, you can't tell, right? You watch, you know, a a 15-2 or 16-1, and if the game is close, the athletes look somewhat similar, you know? And it's more like like tennis or golf where a random guy can beat anyone on any given day, which is not really the case in football. You know, Ohio State in a playoff game would never lose to the equivalent of like Sacramento State. It's just out. It's just impossible, even in a one-game situation, which is football. Okay, let's dive into the Metal Cough Mailback. I just don't know why I went on the NCAA tourney rant. Just I, I love the event. I I really do. Uh, and I, I've never watched less college basketball in my life, and I've been glued for the last three days. So before we dive into some of the mailback questions, my friends at Game Time, make sure you download the Game Time app, fastest growing ticket app in America. Use the promo code John J O H N twenty dollars off your first pair of tickets. Just trying to do things for you guys. You want to go to an event, concert, see Taylor Swift's in Phoenix tonight. You want to go see a comedy show. You want to go to a game, football, basketball, baseball, you name it. Game Time has you covered. Promo code John. That's my name, J-O-H-N, $20 off. Thank me later. (laughs) Question for the mailbag. What's the validity of the Lamar to Niner rumors? Is Darnold have a good chance at starting? Well, I don't think there is any validity because there aren't any rumors beside on like blog, you know, internet websites just BSing back and forth. The, the 49ers don't have any picks. So the trade, it's not even possible. They don't have a first round pick. They don't have a second round pick. They're also, they're just not going to pay Lamar Jackson $230 million. They're just not in that business. I'll promise you that. I mean, they're not. But they don't even have the ability to acquire him even if they wanted to. And he tweeted back at Schefter or one of the blogs that put out that Schefter said he had $200 million guaranteed and that the Ravens had offered $133 million over three years, fully guaranteed. I got news for you. If he turned that down, it's a bad, that's a bad decision. $133 million over three years and then you hit free agency again when you're 28, 29 years old. I think, and listen, part of negotiating is could you get that number three years with incentives to $150 million? Like, obviously, if they give you $133 million, they're not going to cut you. And as long as you're on the field, you're going to hit the incentives, probably. So all of a sudden, are we looking at three years, $50 million a year, three years, $150, and then you re-hit the open market? I mean, what's Lamar Jackson? 26 years old? Hit the open market again at 29? If I had to guess, Lamar Jackson is no older than 26. He might even be 25 because he came. In, he's 26. Just turned 26 in January. So you get a three-year deal with some incentives, get that bad boy up to 150. All of a sudden, you re-hit the market at 29 years old with 150 million in the bank. Not bad, you know, not bad. Would be decent business, but hey, 150 million isn't for everybody. Uh, from Troy in somewhere in Texas near Austin, what is your opinion about Chase Claypool, and if he'll make any significant impact on the Bears in the coming season? 
Will he beat any shade of his former excellence from the Steelers? We need a vertical threat like we had Marshall and Muhammad several years ago. Well, you know, I would always be a little leery when organizations that do specific things really well get rid of something under that umbrella, right? Like, you know, if the Ravens don't want your defense, don't want a defensive player, it's like, why are they getting rid of this guy, right? And when they do, hashtag Roquan Smith, like, you know, it's probably a good sign the guy can really play and you should extend him. And when the Steelers are going to get rid of a wide receiver, you have to ask yourself, why? Because last time I checked, like no one drafts, develops wide receivers better than the Tomlin era Pittsburgh Steelers. So why? It's not just simple. Well, they had other guys' money. Like, no. Like, he, this guy had shown flashes, clearly a little bit of a pain, definitely is really talented, but I have a hard time seeing now DJ Moore uh, with Mooney. I mean, this guy's the third wide receiver on the team. And, you know, he needs to get his you-know-what together because he's playing for a contract. Uh, can he stay focused? Can Fields throw the ball well enough? Uh, don't love it. I, you know, I, I'm mainly shorting it because the Pittsburgh Steelers shorted him. And honestly, it just might have been too good of a deal they couldn't pass up. But, do you know when you look at the draft board in the top 40 picks, the Pittsburgh Steelers have the 32nd pick? They obviously have their own first-round pick. And the 32nd pick this year is actually the first, you know, 33 typically. But that is an incredible pick. I still can't believe the Bears gave their second-round pick to get Chase Claypool. I, I think if they could get a redo, and listen, I was harsh on Ryan Poles for that trade. It was pretty, it was bad. It just was. You can't give that pick. I understand they were competing with other teams. You cannot give that pick. Now, he did, you know, as as Jim Carrey would say, in, uh, or maybe it was, maybe it was uh, Jeff Daniels, totally redeem himself. Totally redeem himself with the trade that he made for the number one overall pick. But Chase Claypool trade was bad. Okay, let's dive into some other questions here. Joey. God damn, this is a long one. Huge fan. Listen to the gym every day you drop an episode. Appreciate you. This is a bit of a throwback question, but I think it's fitting since A-Rod has been the number one news story over the past couple weeks. You think Rodgers deserved his MVP over J.J. Watt? I understood... Or understand people argue that it's a quarterback award, but Watt's performance was something we'll likely never see again. Roger's stat line, 38 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, were merely efficient when compared to his peers. He didn't lead the league in any major passing category that year. Meanwhile, Watt recorded 20 and a half sacks, 5 total touchdowns, 3 coming from playing tight end. I always felt strongly about this and once made a video about it. You can check it out. You know what's funny? Is J.J. Watt... I don't know where he lives, but I can tell by the mountain in the back of his house. Kind of lives down the street from me, and I I would love to run into him. Hell, I would I, I'm gonna I would love to have him on the show. I'd love to play golf with him and just BS with him because I was working for a radio station that covered the Raiders, and I did the post game show for the Raiders. And the Raiders played JJ Watt week two. After week one, I'm pretty sure they played the Washington Redskins at the time, and JJ Watt. I'm pretty sure that Kyle Shanahan or someone, because I remember talking to a coach on the Raiders saying that they had just talked to one of the coaches on Washington staff. And I'm pretty sure it was like McVay, LaFleur, all those guys were still, still there. Could be off by a year. But whoever the coach was on that staff told my buddy on the Raiders staff 
that he thinks that they just saw the best defensive game they'd ever seen in their career in the NFL. He like just Google JJ Watt week one, Washington 2014. I'm pretty sure I got my years correct on this one. It was, I think he had several sacks. He had several TFLs. He was like defensive player of the week, obviously. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, and then that game that I, that I attended, he caught a touchdown in the corner of the end zone in the black hole that year. Yeah, it was fucking incredible. I mean, he was, I, I mean, I think JJ Watt, you know, been going to games. I, I mean, I haven't been to an NFL game now in a couple years, but you know, I, I a, a decade going to a ton of games every year. Easily his peak is one of the best players I've ever seen. You know, right up there with, you know, I've seen Rodgers in his peak, seen Peyton Manning in his peak, seen Brady in his peak, Aaron Donald in his peak, Richard Sherman and some of those guys on Seattle's defense. I I, I would put, I'd put J.J. Watt's peak against, fuck, anyone I've seen in his era. So yeah, I'm with you. But it's just, it's a little like the Heisman Trophy. You know, we, we've got to the point where the quarterbacks get all the money, they get all the girls, they get all the fame. I mean, it's just part of the deal. You know, it's, it's very, very difficult for anyone else to get the MVP or the Heisman Trophy if you're not a quarterback. It's it's you're, you're just at a huge, huge disadvantage. I think one of the coolest Heisman trophies of my life was when Charles Woodson won it. You know, I, I think one of the cooler MVPs of my life have been when running backs win it. But it's so hard because for a running back to win the MVP, they got to run for like 2,000 yards. They got to do something like Adrian Peterson, you know, or Barry Sanders. It's just very, very difficult. It's so, you know, like when next season starts, you'd be like, who's going to win the MVP? You're like, Mahomes, Allen, maybe if Herbert, you know, they win 13 games and he throws 40 touchdowns. Like it's, <laughs> we already know who's going to win the MVP. It's gonna, Jalen Hurts, maybe, you know, if he throws 30 touchdowns and runs for 10 more. It's like a group of four guys. And, and, and more than likely, one of them is going to win it. You could argue the dumbest bet going forward is betting on anyone but the top three or four guys to win the MVP. And it has to be, obviously, a quarterback. Like Justin Jefferson or some other player could have 3,000 yards receiving. You know, Kirk Cousins would probably be more inclined to get it if he had equally as big of a year. I've been a Niner fan for a long time and have been a Monday to Friday listener of Colin and Pat for three years pretty consistent. between the Aaron Rodgers saga and Lamar Jackson's foolishness, I've had to turn the herd many times this week due to the coverage. I'm a Jets fan, and I'm going to be a lot more Greenberg and a lot less Jason McIntyre. They've been bad for 12 years and irrelevant for 70, so I don't understand why anyone would be so critical of Rodgers. My opinion toward Colin this week has taken a hit because his disparity toward Aaron for mainly this reason. Free agency starts on March 15th. The Jets knew on Friday that he would be intending to play, and for them, the world knew on March 15th. He didn't hold anyone hostage. I don't believe he held the Jets hostage in a negotiation, but most broadcasters have been so slanderous toward the Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I would just say Aaron doesn't have a lot of people that root for him. Just plain and simple. Uh, I'm pretty indifferent on him. I, I I don't necessarily root for him, but I got no ill will for him. Like I, I was completely unbothered by any of the vaccine shit. Hell, I don't care. Do whatever the hell you want to do. The, the media, we we know where they stand politically on that stuff. So that's I, Colin has been, you know, Colin's never been the biggest Rogers guy 
well before I would say he became quote unquote polarizing these last whatever 12 months or 18 months. Colin's been on that side for I shit as long as I've been listening to him. He's been the most critical broadcaster of Aaron Rodgers over his career. And honestly, I I, I was played golf the other day with a couple guys from Minnesota. And one guy was a big Packer fan. And we talked about just, he was like, God, if, if I could ever have just put the heart of Brett Favre into Rodgers, maybe we got three or four Super Bowls over the last decade. I was like, you know, one thing, and I've always been a defender of Rodgers, but as a player, that loss against the 49ers is fucking embarrassing. I think that's the worst loss of his career. Now, back to what you were saying. For the Jets, I'm completely with you. Anyone saying like the Jets, they don't need don't need what they haven't made the playoffs since 2010. Every other NFL team, they're the they have the longest drought in the National Football League to not make the playoffs. The Jags, the Raiders, the Browns, you name it, the Jets. Their quarterback situation isn't bleak; it's a joke. Like the guy they drafted too is beyond awful. He stinks when we watch him. His coaches have admitted he's not any good. They make him the third quarterback. And his own teammates, his own teammates, which I would argue of all the things, of what we've witnessed on just when we watch the Jets play and then <coughs> throw in completions, of what the coaches, regardless of what they say, their actions by benching him and making him the third quarterback, not even the backup when Mike White and Flacco started. I would say his teammates, ill will might be the wrong way to put it, but just disdain for him as a player tells you everything you need to know. So, yeah, ultimately, whatever it takes to get it done, who has the leverage, who doesn't, I think both sides in a weird way have some, right? Because you can't say the Packers have none. They have Aaron Rodgers. Now, you could argue they've already admitted he's not coming back, like, but he's still on their team. And they're going to take a massive dead cap blast to the salary cap, whether he, regardless of what he does, whether he's on the team, whether he quits, whether they trade him. So they're, they're screwed with his money, not in terms of having to actually pay him the whatever, $57 million, but in terms of what it does to their cap. So they're not being held hostage by not being able to sign people because they'd be screwed anyway. And the Jets, like, their team's their team, kind of, and they're just, it behooves them to fight for their first-round pick. Now, where I've kind of come around to this is like, at the end of the day, pick 13 for Aaron Rodgers. It, it, can we just do pick 13 and call it a day? And then a contingent, you know, if he if I if I win the Super Bowl, I give you next year's second round pick. If he retires, I owe you a seventh round pick. Because you you still like are acquiring Aaron Rodgers. He, I understand he wants to play for you. I understand that it feels like he's the only place gonna go, but you still desire the player that is not yours. So in any transaction of like you don't have the asset and you want the asset, even though the people selling the asset are ultimately going to sell it to you and the asset's going to be in your hands. But they're, like a transaction has to be had. So, listen, I, I don't think it's disputable. And I've defended Aaron in terms of I would 100% do ayahuasca. Uh, I, I'm all for trying to find clarity in your mind. Hell, I, I try to find it on, on a weekly basis in different ways than darkness retreat. But I, I got no, I got nothing against that. Uh, you know, I, I, I do think sometimes Aaron, where these guys ding him, I mean, the people that know, a, a lot of people in the media, fuck, they, they, do they know GMs? Do they know people in the league? Like, Collins takes are well-educated. 
He talks to coaches. He talks to players. Like, he gets information. So his takes typically, in my experience, are based off information. He's not just throwing shit at the wall and hope to see what sticks. Like a lot of people do in the media because they don't have access. Colin has unlimited access. Several GMs, several executives that are in my phone log are 100% in his phone log. <laughs> Meaning he could text them. And he knew, he knew people that I didn't even know he knew that I found out later. And I've introduced him to people. And he just, people constantly reach out to him. Why? Because the NFL loves the show. So his, is he critical of Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he has been forever. Now, it can't be argued. Like, I, I, I don't know if he said this. Did he say this? I would pick them to make the playoffs next year if they got Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't think they'd be a lock because this is football. This isn't, you know, basketball. If it was the equivalent of the NBA, you would be in the playoffs. And football is still hard, you know. Ten wins doesn't guarantee you in the AFC a playoff spot. But I hear you. If I was a Jets fan, hearing everybody talk shit about the guy that's about to be my quarterback, who's going to be the best quarterback in the history of my franchise immediately, you know, I, I, I get it. With Cousins' contract up at the end of the year, it seems the Vikings are ready to move on. At least I can hope they are. They most likely won't land one of the top four quarterback prospects. But in your opinion, who would be the best quarterback waiting to draft outside of Richardson, Stroud, Young, and Levis? Well, I'd be lying to you, you know, in terms of like upside talent in the first couple rounds, there's any guy that I like. And I'm not breaking down the tape. You know, I spent a decent amount. I watch a ton of college football, but I would say this year, like I watched a lot of Bryce Young. Yeah, I end up watching a decent amount of Ohio State, even though they kind of bore me for the most part. But I, I, I'm i a C.J. Stroud fan because of what he did against Georgia, knowing that's a ceiling. That's pretty high. I've watched a ton of Will Levis, and I kind of go back and forth. Like I, I, I tend to gravitate toward his talent, but you hear some things, you, you watch him play, there is something there that you know, leaves you a little to be desired. Um, I, I'm a Jake Hayner guy, but that's bias, Fresno State. Smaller quarterbacks kind of got a little purdy. Uh, actually, don't hate that one. If Jake Hader is the next Brock Purdy, that, that would be worth a third or fourth round pick for sure. And depending on who, you, you know, I talk to people that think he'll go in the fifth, sixth, and I talk to other people that think he could go in the third round. I don't know why you guys would be so quick to get rid of Kirk Cousins, though. Kirk Cousins is the least of your worries. But he is a little older than you thought, you think. Because he was a fifth-year senior, he backed up for a while. I looked at his age a while back, and I was like, you know, I thought Kirk Cousins was like 31. Turns out he's like 35. Maybe, maybe he will be 35 this season. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. 
On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Listen, you can bet on the game any way you want. Straight up, a.k.a. money line, point spreads, team totals. You can also do player props, whether it's points, rebounds, assists, covers it all. And so many more exclusive bets, like two times three, two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. How fun is that? FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com, promo code Colin. That's FanDuel.com, promo code Colin, to learn more. 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. Hope is here. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050. For 24-7 support, MA, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, 467-369-NY. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-77 or visit ccpg.org slash chat Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com Kansas 1-877-770 STOP Louisiana visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org Maryland 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia for the mailbag I've long been listening to Colin's show and found your show through him I appreciate your perspective appreciate you don't want to do a little blow fest on myself here I'm a long suffering Lions fan I have a question for you what do you think the Lions should do regarding the quarterback do you think the Lions should stick with uh, Jared Goff for the long term or are we going to need a quarterback in the next year or two also I've never been able to figure out why the Lions always sucked as an organization. Do you have any insight? Well, there's an element of luck, I would say, in football when hiring a coach. And I would say for the most part, they have hired bad coaches. You know, when you, like the 49ers, for example. The 49ers, six years ago, desperately wanted to hire Josh McDaniels. That was the guy they wanted. And they were going to try to convince Casario to come be his general manager. I think they thought they'd get Casario. They just didn't know if they could get Josh. And then Josh backs out. And because Josh backs out, they just get Kyle Shanahan. 
And six years later, they've won a bunch of playoff games, been to NFC Championship games, and been to a Super Bowl. If they would have hired Josh McDaniels, I'm pretty confident that under no circumstances would the Niners have been to three of the last four conference championship games and won multiple divisions at that time. So part of like, you hired Matt Patricia, who just sucked, you know? But when you hired him and you hired, you know, Bob Quinn, it, it logically makes some sense, right? You're going to a good organization, even though most of Bill's guys fail. Jim Schwartz, right? You're like, could this guy be the next star? And it, he was kind of good, but wasn't good enough. You know? So, you guys haven't had a lot of talented players over the last decade, right? Some of those Stafford teams had talent all over the place. And if you got somehow, I don't want to say lucked into, but just hired the next Pete Carroll or Sean Payton. Remember, no one ever knows how good these guys are going to be. If everyone knew Andy Reid was going to be Andy Reid, 10 other teams would have tried to hire him when the Eagles hired him. Or when Andy got fired in Philadelphia, he would have had 15 outstanding offers. If everyone knew, thought of what Andy has done in Kansas City at the time when he got fired in Philadelphia, half the league would have fired their coaches and tried to hire Andy Reid. So it's just, I think so much of it is about your coach. And if Matt Campbell is like the next Parcells, because that's kind of his style. He's going to be more of a Parcells than he'll ever be like an Andy or a Belichick scheming. But if he can be a Parcells, you fucking struck oil. And you're going to be a playoff team moving forward because your team's really talented. And on the quarterback thing, I wouldn't force a quarterback. I I wouldn't. Uh, I'd have no problem rolling with, with Jared Goff for a while because... You guys are still a couple years away if you're making the playoffs getting bounced early to be complaining, right? So if Jared Goff at a you know a, a relative $28, $30 million salary, I don't know even sure what he makes, but he doesn't make that much relative to some of the top quarterbacks. Like if Jared Goff was making, let me look it up, you know, was making $40 million, then I, I hear you. But uh, you could make the playoffs with that guy, no problem. Like this year... Yeah, his his salary is pretty you know, pretty manageable here. So this year he's making 25, next year he's making 26. I I think you ride that out, man. I think you do. Now if you find a quarterback in the draft you like, obviously you pull the trigger and he probably continues to start for a year. But, you know, part of doing the Alex Smith the Mahomes is the Chiefs have already been having success. Right? The only success this team has had recently is with Jared Goff last year. They'd been shitty the previous couple years. So I, I would kind of want to see this play out for a year or two before I try to find my quote-unquote Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or whatever. And the reality is every team's constantly trying to do that. But who knows? Maybe you guys draft a quarterback this year. Assuming the Rodgers deal to the Jets gets done, what do they do with Zach Wilson? Keep him as a backup because he's cheap and have Aaron take him under his wing for a few years and try to remold Wilson into a capable starting quarterback once Aaron leaves, retires? or trade him for picks and or players. I just hope the Jets have a real plan for the post-Rogers era, since you can't expect him to be here more than two to three years. Well, I think part of getting Aaron Rodgers, which, you know, is whenever this deal goes down, it's a year-by-year thing. Zach Wilson is going to just sit behind Aaron Rodgers. Now, I think the big question with Zach Wilson, is he going to be the number two quarterback next year? Is Zach Wilson going to be their backup quarterback? Or is Zach Wilson going to be the third quarterback? Because I would say this, 
if next year, even if Aaron Rodgers is on the team, big picture of Zach Wilson is the third quarterback, it's one of the all-time whiffs in recent memory. So, uh, Trey Lance got a chance to be right up there too. Trey Lance better beat out Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy eventually to be the starting quarterback. If he's not, all-time whiff. It's an all-time whiff. Now, as long as you win, and this is why the Niners, like, ultimately, if they're winning games and Trey Lance, like, it sucks, but whatever. So you get Aaron Rodgers and you win. He's the third-string quarterback, whatever, in the short term. But, like, that's that's pretty bad. That, to me, is the fascinating. Like, they're, they're not cutting him. Uh, makes no sense. They've already paid him, right? You got a four-year guaranteed deal. He has no trade value. Uh, I, I think the only thing interesting about Zach Wilson, once Aaron Rodgers on the team, is he the backup quarterback? Or does he have to be the number three? Say this about Jordan Love. Like, who's our backup quarterback? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's... Do two more. Has Lamar financially done himself a disservice trying to hold out for a better contract? 133 three years guaranteed, not including the bonuses, is $44 million a year. He's made $25 million last year on his fifth-year option, and if he plays on the tag, it's $32 million. That's almost $32 million for both years left on the table, and he's far and away, and he's far he's farther away from negotiating a second contract. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see how anyone with any common sense can go. Lamar Jackson is handling this well. Are the Ravens some moron, stupid organization? No. Like, have they proven over the years to have a pretty good feel? Who's worth what? I think, like you said, $133 million, $44 million a year, plus there'd be incentives. He would easily hit them. If I'm giving you $133 million a year, you're guaranteed to be on the team for like three years. So as long as he's playing, he's going to hit incentives. If he's good in one of those two years makes a Pro Bowl, I, I think he would make 145 with his eyes closed and like you said, be ready to hit free agency. And even if they got to tag him, well, the tag in three years would probably be like $40 million. So even if they had to tag him after the third year, right, because they couldn't get a, you know, figure out another contract, you, you'd be talking about 40 plus million plus 133 plus some incentives. I mean, he could be at like $200 million over a four-year period. So, I don't know, man. His mom isn't exactly dominating the negotiating table. I'll tell you that much. And listen, I'm not here to make fun of moms, but you put the mom in that position. Like it's kind of a, it's kind of a big role when you have a quarterback of that level. UCLA just God, they, they got a lot of injuries right now. Being a Browns fan my entire life, it's been hard to stand by the front office and ownership for many decisions. But do you think it's all possible that Barry and the front office did in order to blow up the quarterback market? Guys like Lamar and Burrow expecting more guaranteed money, rightfully so, and their prospective teams weren't planning on giving it to them. One bad decision away from one bad organization doesn't set the standard, but it seems to have set a couple crazy teams into a frenzy. Barry doesn't get enough credit as one of the better GMs in the league. Well, last year you guys had the worst run defense in the NFL. And it was pretty embarrassing because he built a team that was ready to pass rush and didn't realize, like, even in a pass-happy league, if you have nobody that can stop the run, teams will run the ball down your throat. And they did. Uh, I would say this on the Deshaun Watson-Andrew Barry front, that's an owner thing. That is not Andrew Barry. I don't have any inside information on this. I feel pretty good saying that I can imagine Stefanski and Andrew Barry 
were not loving the Deshaun Watson situation last year. I don't know if they would have signed up for tying the, the trade. I got that feels like owner, 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 owner. They were out. And then all of a sudden the only way they got back in the deal was the owner giving them all that money. So yeah, man, I I I will see Andrew Barry. Like this this is a good year to judge him on. Coming off a bad year, gets his quarterback. Uh, we'll see if the defense can be better. But that to me, the Deshaun Watson thing was on the pie chart. I I mean, ninety percent owner. It could be ninety. Honestly, if you told me it was a hundred percent, like if 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 Stefanski and and the and the GM Barry were like, yeah, I don't don't want to do this deal. The picks, the money. I don't think this is smart. I'd believe you. <laughs> but we know the owner doesn't give a shit. Have a good Sunday. If you're listening to this on Monday, how you doing? Talk to everyone soon. See ya. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.